All right, so we'll wrap up the week today, obviously, with reviewing all phases, installing red area, and reviewing our big four. So, you know, it'll be a lot of work for our guys on the field today. I've had two good days of practice, uh, a lot of intense competition within the squad. They really came to work this week, very pleased with the way they're going in the classroom and on the field. So today will be a big day for us, making sure we go ahead and get everything going. Obviously, we never go ahead and tie a bow on it. Hayes never really in the barn for us. We're always looking to go ahead and make adjustments and add anything we think is going to help or take something out I think there's a little bit of overkill. So we'll continue our game prep tomorrow on Saturday, going up to 1 o'clock on Sunday. But any questions you may have, I'll answer right now. How close is that? He had a pretty good day yesterday. We'll have to see him move around today. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a full load yesterday. I'd say he went through full practice, but in terms of monitoring his reps and stuff with some things. So we'll see how he goes today. But uh, he keeps making progress for us. That's been a positive. Doubts about Kenny or Kadarius. Kadarius showed up on the injury report yesterday about them being able to play, barring some sort of setback here. Uh, I mean, I say we just got to see him move around today. Right now, um, we'll see where they're at today in practice. They'll start out early with the team, see how it goes from there. I think this time of year is a lot of nicks and bumps. You know, obviously you go through you know two games in a short period of time. Guys are going to come out with a couple different things, but uh, you know we'll see where they're at. Tony get hurt in practice yesterday, or is that like a lingering thing? Tony's ankle. Uh, there was nothing that happened yesterday. No. You and uh, Pat Graham, you said you guys were going to dive into the defense and kind of try to figure out how to adjust. How much do you think you guys need to do differently and how much of it is in some of the details and you don't think that it's too far off? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I think there's an element of, you know, maybe calling the game a little bit different within the situations who we're playing against. Um, and that's not a knock on anything we've done. It's just looking forward in terms of, you know, what we're doing, what we can do to adjust, put our guys in the right position. In terms of the details, we just have to do a good job as coaches, making sure the players have a clear mental picture of what they're supposed to do, and then going out there and executing with the details. So it's definitely a combination of both. We're always looking to adjust as coaches, do something better for ourselves to put the players in a position to be successful. And then, you know, we have to practice, keep our targets small, make sure we understand each play, what the process of being successful is on that, make sure we carry out those details of the execution. You've said a lot that you guys are game plan oriented. Like week to week, you can totally change. What's the balance of that with just doing what you're really good at? Like, is there a give and take there? Uh, well, there's a combination of being able to do what you do within a different construct of a game plan to make sure it matches the opponents. So when I say that, you can say, okay, yeah, a cover two, cover three type of team, or a man type of team. Well, there's different variations of all those things. So you have to be able to play what your base concepts are within different variations to match up on the opponent right there. And then you've got to be willing at certain times to install a new scheme or system. Now, you build in through training camp enough of the knowledge and the flexibility that when you put it in through the season, they've got something to reference and tie back to. And they have something that, you know, sometimes you think ahead in terms of opponents that may be two, three, four weeks away, and you put in something as a wrinkle through practice, you may not be planning on using for a couple weeks, but it introduces the concept that it's not brand new to them on that game week. When a pass rusher is chasing a quarterback, okay. what technically do guys have to do to get him down? Like it seems like there have been a lot of plays, even going back to week one, where you're chasing him, but you're failing to bring the QB down. Is it something you do, that guys are doing wrong, or is it just elusive QB? Well, I think it's a combination of, you know, different quarterbacks bring different challenges. Are you chasing him from the front end? Are you holding your leverage? Are you a backside chase guy off a boot where you're, you know, going at the high shoulder? deny that boot getting out, now you're in a behind position right there to play your contained responsibilities. And there's a combination of who the individual is. Like if you're tackling Ben Roethlisberger, you got to take him high. Reason being, if you go low on him, he's so strong. He's made a lot of passes down the field with guys on his legs. There's going to be other quarterbacks where the second you get on their legs, they go down right away and they're not trying to throw the ball down there. There's other quarterbacks you want to intentionally tackle around the waist or maybe the thighs because you know they're going to force the ball down the field and they have a history of throwing you know, poor decision or poor balls 
when someone's on their leg. So we go into each game plan talking about the specific quarterbacks of what they do when they scramble and extend plays. The number one goal is keep them in the pocket. You don't want to let them go ahead and create loose plays, whether that's through designs by boots or just scrambles by losing contain. You want to make sure you keep them in. In terms of getting them on the ground, you know, if you're face up on the quarterback, to me it comes in on open field tackle principles of make sure you hold your leverage, play with gather, don't stop your feet. You know, keep your head up, see what you're hitting, and then it's first step wrap, second step drive, get them on the ground. If it's a situation where it's a loose scramble play, and you're in more of that chase position. Again, to me, it's about knowing who the quarterback is, making sure you're taking the proper leverage. Your teammates can work off it if you were to miss the tackle. But in terms of getting them on the ground, that's really a lot of individually, you know, style quarterbacks. I'd say the biggest thing is just make sure you get them down and secure it. That's pretty a blanket answer. It's kind of like a, yeah, we got you on that, Joe. But at the same time, it's, you know, look, let's not sacrifice going too much for the strip, the punch, the turnover, and miss the tackle. Our coaching point is generally first man secures the tackle, second man comes in, works on turnover for the strip. Put Nick on IR. Is the plan just to promote CJ Board, or have you figured out what you're going to do there? We're going to talk about that internally, um, see what the best move for the team is, a couple different options uh, internally, and then see what also is available on the outside in terms of maybe addressing some different positions. Um, but, you know, CJ's done a good job for us. You know, we'll see where that goes going forward. You'll have Bredesen left guard and Billy at center going into this week. Uh, you'll definitely see an element of that. There's going to be probably some flexibility moving around as far as getting some different guys in there and just making sure we work some different you know, rotations as well. We'll see how it goes between today, tomorrow's walkthrough, and going to the game on Sunday. But you'll definitely see an element of that. How, ha how has you, would you do that at center or? Uh, we'll see how it goes at center. Obviously, we have different guys working at that position right there. But in terms of the guard position, tackle position, we roll our guys out every game. Uh, how's Matt uh, Parrott looked? I know you gave him some reps on the inside. It's not really a position he's played much before. What? How's he? How's he? Uh, show, what is he showing you there? Matt's working a lot of positions right now. I'd say he's working hard and making gains at all of them right now. He's obviously rotating tackle. We've given him some reps this week at guard. That's a new position for him. Uh, he's definitely done some positive things that you know we'll continue building with. But it's just about building in the versatility. This isn't a wholesale position change for this guy and say that he's going to be wholesale guard. Net. Now, if that turns out to be the best thing for the team, that's the best thing for the team. But he had a couple days of working this week. Uh, he's done a good job embracing it, jumping into it. Techniques are a little bit different from tackle to guard. The multiples become a little bit different in terms of what you're seeing, the speed of what you have to react to inside just by nature of being closer to the ball. But Matt's done a good job for us so far there. Joe, with, um, with Aziz, you know, when young guys on the edge come, in, come to this level, it, you know, you talk patience, maybe they don't want to set the edge. It seems like Aziz is setting the edge and it's almost like getting the pass rush going. Do you have more faith and trust in a, guy, in a young guy like that when he shows he can handle the different responsibilities whenever you put Yeah, I think the confidence comes from, we talk about, you know, performance and practice, consistency, execution. I think the, you know, the confidence within the game comes from, you know, doing the job and make sure there's not breakdowns and mental lapses. And Aziz done a good job for us so far as far as understanding the system and the scheme and where he fits and understanding you know, how everyone plays off them as well. Those edge players are critical. And by scheme, you may give them a two-way go, send them under, have someone else that can take responsibility, or they got to play either outside with the rush or set the edge you know, to make sure we keep it bottled up. The, our guys are used in you know, all those different elements. You know, we kind of build that in with the game plan. There's never just one exclusive thing for them. Aziz done a good job for us as far as setting the edge. He's done a good job as far as playing firm and strong with extension, you know, really kind of play and create extra length with his body lean. And he's done a good job getting to the passer when he's had a chance to right there. So kind of tying back and, you know, Pat's question earlier about getting the quarterback on the ground. There's been a couple that, you know, he's had some chase plays, some pressure plays. And then obviously, you know, we got to tie all 11 together, make sure we create more opportunities to get the quarterback down. Joe, big picture, I know you preach patience and you're worried about this week and this week only and this week's game. But how important is it to avoid 0-3? I mean, that's a pretty steep, you know, 
hole in this league? We prepare every week to win, Jordan. You know, and our goals go one no every week. You know, our only focus right now is the Atlanta Falcons and get better as a team. So that's what we keep our focus on right there. There's a lot of things that are big picture outside of this. You can't do anything to affect, you know, three months from now. You can't go back in time and replicate what happened. So you've got to fix mistakes that happened, build on what you did successfully. But our target's got to be small. Right now we have the Atlanta Falcons coming to town. They're a very good opponent. We know they're going to come in here with some explosive offense, a lot of multiples on defense, an aggressive kicking game. we got to get ready for them to go out there and compete. Considering your attention to tradition, how much does this Eli Manning day kind of become a point for you to tell your team about? You know, we, we referenced that earlier in the week. You know, we kind of start our prep on Wednesday. We referenced that right there. I'd say, obviously, you know, the significance of what he did for this organization, what he's meant to the city, and what he's been as far as a respected player in this league is all very important. I'd say, you know, having Eli here, you know, in the building now is great for the organization. Uh, I think it's I think it's also unique that you're seeing a guy's jersey get retired with a lot of guys where I say there's a good amount of guys who are in the locker room with him. Uh, I think that's something that's a little bit unique. He's not a guy who's got to come back, you know, four or five years later. And obviously last year would have been different if not for COVID to have this right here. So to see a guy like Eli, you know, get recognized for what he did on and off the field, I think that's important. It's important for our players to recognize not just the accomplishments on the stat sheet and the accomplishments of the wins, but the daily work ethic and commitment to the team that he had over his course of time, which is really why he had the success.